Good morning. It's a joy and blessing to share worship with you on this Sunday, May 17th. Um, the bishop and cabinet so appreciate all the work that your pastors have been doing in finding creative ways to stay connected during these COVID times. That the DS's uh, district superintendents are sharing or offering some um, worship resources for your churches this Sunday. And uh, it is a joy, though, to be able to worship with you while your pastor is taking a Sabbath. We ask that you continue to keep your pastor uh, in your prayers during these COVID times as uh, they seek to keep us all connected together. And the cabinet, the bishop, the district superintendents uh, will keep, continue to keep you and your pastors in our prayers as well. Let's prepare ourselves for worship by being still for a moment. I ask you to close your eyes and just take a couple of deep breaths. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Breathe out all those things that are running through your mind. Breathe in God's peace. Let all the worries of this day and the days we are living through fall away for a while. Open your heart, open your mind to the presence of the Lord. The risen Christ lives among us, calling us to be a blessing, calling us to heal and transform the brokenness and hurt of our world. The risen Christ lives among us, calling us to be a blessing calling us to seek out the lonely and the lost and those who need to experience God's love. The risen Christ lives among us, calling us to be a blessing, calling us to be disciples to the world, blessed, healed, and filled with joyous good news. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? God of the resurrection, we thank you for the new life you have given us through Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you be with us as we seek to follow him. Through the power of your spirit, inspire us to make a leap of faith into your loving arms. May we believe the words of scripture when they speak of your victory over death. And may we accept the promises you make for the future. We praise you for your love, your joy, and your wonderful living hope, hope that points us to a future that we cannot see, but that we believe you will guide us through. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our reading this morning from scripture comes from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter. I'll be beginning with verse 15 and going through 21. And I'm going to be reading from the message. Jesus says this, If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. The godless world can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already, because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. 
I am coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you're going to see me because I am alive and you're about to come alive. At that moment, you will know absolutely that I'm in my Father and you're in me and I'm in you. The person who knows my commandments and keeps them, that's who loves me. And the person who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and make myself plain to him. Friends, this is the word from God for the people of the whole world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now, when I was a young girl, I uh, played outside a lot, as I'm sure many of you did too. Uh, especially in the summertime and springtime like it is now. All the neighborhood kids would get together one place or another. We played kickball and kick the can. We played Red Rover and Spud. Do you remember that? S-P-U-D, Spud, and you throw the ball. We played dodgeball and murder ball. You know, all the games that have been ruled too dangerous to play now. Now at our house, my parents' house growing up, we had a large in-ground pool in our yard and everyone used to come over in the summer and we would play lots of games in the water. We'd play shark and Marco Polo. You remember that? Marco Polo. And my personal favorite though was follow the leader. I liked that in the water or out of the water, but it was especially fun in the water. Now I have to tell you, that I really liked it best when I was the leader. A personality trait, I guess, I don't know. In the water, you see, follow the leader is best played by using the diving board or the sliding board uh, and the side of the pool. And jumping and wiggling were usually involved in lots of splashing. The point was to make the jump, the jump so wacky that no one could really copy you, no one could really follow you. So I guess the game should have been called Follow the Leader Not. Now when you think about it, this kind of leadership isn't really leading at all. It's a power play. Leadership that is impossible to follow isn't leadership at all. Leadership, you see, is about relationship and compassion. Leadership is about modeling the actions and and attributes and attitudes we discern will help those who follow to be able to not only get to the other side, like in a swimming pool game of shark, but to thrive in midst of the journey, whatever that journey might be. And friends, that's just the kind of leader that Jesus is. When we are faced with challenging times, and, and boy, that word challenging doesn't begin to describe what we've been going through, does it? When we are faced and living through challenging times, we, we look for and we need strong leaders. But there's something in us human creatures, though, that thinks a strong leader is someone who can tell us where to go and how to get there, most especially in these troubling times and like we live in now. When thousands are dying and millions are sick, with numbers growing every day, with 33 million people are out of work or have their hours severely reduced, when there's not enough money to put food on the table or pay the rent, when we are separated and cannot do the things 
that we used to do and the way we used to do them without risking our health or the health of others. We look for someone who is certain about something. We look for someone to follow, someone and something to believe in, someone we can trust. We look for truth. We look for the way, the way to sustain and to maintain and to contain our life. Well, friends, scripture tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, Jesus and his disciples, they lived in challenging times of turmoil as well. Rome was the oppressor, a brutal, overwhelming power, capriciously enforced with the help of local authorities. Even the religious system took from those least able to give and left out those most needing to be cared for. The disciples had given up what little security they had had and they left everything and followed Jesus. This Jesus who talked about a new way of living. He called it kingdom of God living. A kind of living where those on the outside, the sick, the poor, the different, well, they were all seated at the table. A kind of living where he who had the power to bring life to the dead, to, had the words to speak to thousands. Jesus who could feed the multitudes with a few fish and loaves and Jesus who dared to upset the status quo to heal a man's hand, to give sight to a blind man and to allow his tear-stained feet to be dried with the hair of a woman. And now their leader, Jesus, was rocking their world, saying that he was not going to be in their world much longer, that he was going, to, going somewhere without them, that he was leaving them. Don't worry. Trust me, Jesus said to them. Believe in me. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus said, there is room for you where I am going, and I will bring you along, even though you already know the way. See, the disciples, just like us, they wanted to know where to go and how to get there. They wanted a detailed map and proof. They said, show us the Father, and then we'll be content. Jesus tells them and, and us that if we really know him, if we really know Jesus, we have the proof and the map already. We know where to go and how to get there already. Jesus said, I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, now, if we've been watching, we will have seen the life path that we are to follow, a path of love, of sacrifice, and of connection to God. Earlier in John 13, John, Jesus said it very clearly. He said, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Jesus said, just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you follow me, that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That word disciple, you know, you know what it means? It means follower. You see, friends, Jesus is the leader we are to follow. 
And Jesus is a leader whose purpose is to pour his power and his grace into his followers. He gives it away instead of hoarding it for himself. Jesus tells this, says this, says, I tell you the truth, Jesus says, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done, even greater works. Rather than take from his followers, Jesus gives his followers purpose. Rather than weaken his followers, Jesus empowers his followers. Rather than set them against any opposition, Jesus sends them out to the world to love the world. Rather than leave them helpless, Jesus pours his spirit into his followers to make them bold and effective. Yes, even his followers today, even you and me. Jesus is the leader we are to follow, especially through these COVID times in which we are living. Jesus is the type of leader we are to be in our community, in our church, and even in our own home. Now listen to what Jesus says next, and I'm reading still from the message. Jesus says, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend, Jesus said, is the spirit of truth. The godless can't take him in because it doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he's been staying with you and will even be in you. You see, the natural result of our living and loving as Christ love, loves is that the Spirit will dwell with us. The Spirit will be at home within us. In this Spirit, which is dwelling in you right now, we can face COVID squarely, confident that all will be well no matter what. The, this indwelling spirit gives us the courage and the conviction to follow Jesus by being like Jesus in every way we can. Now, friends, that doesn't mean our life will be easy. That doesn't mean that this COVID crisis is going to magically go away or leave us or our family untouched. That doesn't mean that we should just stand around waiting to be swooped up into the clouds, blind and oblivious to the suffering around us. That isn't what it means to follow the way. That isn't what it means to keep the commandments of Jesus and love one another. It's about the hardest thing that anybody ever tries to do. And sometimes it is that kind of loving, loving as Jesus loved us that can get us into trouble. Look at the trouble Jesus got into for loving us. That kind of love is not sentimental and pretty all the time. It is tough and hard and active. It is a radical love. It's a Jesus kind of love, and it is being lived out in communities all across the world, even across your street and in your home. It is sacrificial love. 
kind of love when an EMS in Colorado goes to New York to help and dies of COVID he caught while serving there. It's the kind of love that pulls nurses and doctors and technicians and cleaners and admins into hospitals to care for those struggling for life. It's the kind of love that waves and blows kisses through the nursing home window. It's the kind of love that takes food and shares it with strangers. The kind of love that grocery shops for seniors. The kind of love that gets creative to keep a church family connected and spiritually nourished in these times. It's a Jesus kind of love. Sometimes we forget is that in loving us and all sorts of strange and outcast people, Jesus violated the rules. He angered those in authority. He angered those religious leaders that thought things had to be done in a certain way. Now, I'm not telling you to disobey the COVID rules because I think they're really important. I want to be clear there. But the rules that Jesus disobeyed or broke were different kinds of rules that kept people, that kept people at harm's way. He paid the price for bucking. And sometimes even we say we do this because Jesus told us to love one another because we believe Jesus is leading us to do this. We will pay a price. And that is the kind of thing for which Jesus tried to prepare his disciples for paying the price, for suffering because they had taken a stand for Christ, for being persecuted because they had tried to follow his command to love across all lines. Sometimes we do something foolish and wrong and bring something on ourselves. And we try to say we're suffering for Christ's sake. Oh, I firmly believe that God can bring some good out of everything, anything, even out of the worst things that we do in our lives, even out of the worst things that happen to us. And we're seeing that right now, aren't we? But friends, suffering for Christ's sake means that we choose to live as Jesus did. To love as Jesus loves, not in order to be a martyr, but because that is simply the way we must walk, because it is the Jesus way, because Christ loves us, even if suffering, misunderstanding, or outright persecution comes as a result. No matter what we are living through or even what it costs, we are called and commanded to love, live, and lead as Jesus did. So perhaps now we need to hear some words from 1 Peter. And it says this, But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated, but in your heart sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good than to suffer for doing evil. Friends, my hope is rooted and grounded in Christ. My hope in the midst of these COVID times is that all the good that is happening between people and for people will become the way we are at all times 
as consistent as the love God gives us. Jesus tells us today, follow me. Live life my way. No matter what is happening today, what will happen tomorrow, you will always be with me where I am. If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. If you love me, love one another. If you love me, try loving the outcast, the ones others don't love. Try loving them as I love the woman at the well and the woman taken in adultery, the tax collector, the drunk, the leper. Jesus says, if you love me, act on that love. You may have to pay a price. I did. For loving you. Friends, follow Jesus. Follow the leader and live a Jesus kind of love, being a leader, after the example of Christ. Amen. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Oh God, we want to believe, but we often doubt. We want to follow, but we often hesitate and hang back. When we are bombarded with news of thousands dead, millions sick, and still millions suffering, stories of people struggling in the economic crisis, we have to work to find hope. As we walk alongside family, friends, and neighbors suffering, we aren't always confident of your presence. The shadow of gloom obscures our sight and slows our steps in following you. We are thankful for the work of your spirit and, and those people who encourage us and speak your presence into our lives, who help us to remember your love story with and without words remind us that you haven't abandoned us. You are present with us in the suffering, gathering us in your arms and crying with us. Help us trust that doubt is a part of faith and not a lack of faith. Open the eyes of our hearts so that we might see you. Kindle in our hearts a desire to know you better and renew our spirits. Help us grow in our faith and build our lives on the sure foundation of the risen Christ so that we might be the ones encouraging others. As we remember the sounds of joyous Easter refrains, may our ears truly hear the mystery of our faith proclaimed. Let our minds and our hearts truly take in the good news of your presence among us. Let our lives follow your way, sharing your truth, living your life. We pray in the name of the risen Lord, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, as we worship this morning, I remind you that we have the opportunity to choose to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world in which we live. We daily choose to live with the heart of Christ, to see our neighbor with eyes washed by grace, the grace of Christ. 
as sisters and brothers of Christ, we can impact the world with the love of Christ individually and as a family. Choose to support the ministry of your church through your gifts by giving financially and relationally. God blesses a generous spirit. Amen. And now may the good news of Christ go with us all. May we be light and life to all the world. May the risen Christ go with us and fill us with strength and courage. Share the faith, keep the promise, speak a kind word, share the gospel and bring peace to the earth. Amen. Stay well, stay safe, and be blessed. Amen.